the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. News this hour from This is SRN News. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch says the person who leaked the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization draft opinion could soon be revealed. Bernie Bennett has more on that story. Speaking before a group of lawyers and judges, it was Justice Gorsuch's first public comments since the draft was leaked in June, sparking nationwide enthusiasm that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. Gorsuch said at the Tenth Circuit Judicial Conference in Colorado Springs, quote, The Chief Justice appointed an internal committee to oversee the investigation. That committee has been busy and we're looking forward to their report, I hope soon. However, he did not say whether the findings will be made public. Chief Justice John Roberts launched an investigation into finding who the leaker of the draft was, but few updates have been made. Bernie Bennett reporting. And this is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. And hey, you can win yourself a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree and have your recipe included in the World's Greatest Recipes Volume 2 cookbook available November 1st. Just submit your recipe at am1280thepatriot.com. Your weather today, sunny and a high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 74. Hour 2 of the Narn with Brad Carlson is next on AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use a hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
And give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Facebook page right now. So you can watch the broadcast if you so desire. And we do have a comment thread where you can leave a comment or question there as well. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. I'm going to start the second hour off talking about some local elections. As we talked about in the first hour, yeah, it's election season. Uh, T minus 58 days until Election Day. So it is coming up quick. And joining us in studio right now is Kathy Kena. She is currently the sitting attorney in Dakota County, running for election this November, uh, talking about the issues that are on the minds of Dakota County voters. Uh, Kathy Kena, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to have you on. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So Dakota County, of course, uh, people uh, may not be familiar. Some of the major cities in there, of course, right where we are in Egan, as well as uh, Burnsville, Apple Valley, Invergrove Heights, uh, Lakeville, South St. Paul, West St. Paul. So uh, many other small towns there as well. So a lot of concerns, I imagine, on the minds of voters. Uh, first of all, Kathy, I guess uh, before we get into some of those issues, uh, maybe uh, share a little bit about uh, your background and how long you've uh, been with the office. Sure. Thank you. So I have been with the Dakota County Attorney's Office for 22 years. Okay. I started as a line prosecutor in the criminal division. I also served... Um, did that for five years, and then I transferred to our civil division and was there for eight years. And in 2013, I was promoted to the criminal division head. And in 2019, I was promoted to chief deputy. And then when Jim Backstrom retired in February of 2021, I was appointed by the county board to fill his position. And that occurred in May of uh, 2021. And my public uh, service also includes, I was uh, in the Lyon County Attorney's Office for seven years. That's in Marshall, Minnesota. Okay. Um, and I was a, a assistant Lyon County Attorney for two years, and I was appointed there as the Lyon County Attorney, which I did for five years. Fantastic. Very thorough background. And so uh, with that in mind, like you indicated you were appointed to this position uh, a little more than a year ago. So this is your first election, Kathy Keena. This is my first election okay. for Dakota County Attorney, yes. So what's that process been like, getting out there and uh, shaking hands with voters? I'm assuming walking parades, all that sort of thing. Uh, what's the, that dynamic been like, Kathy Keena? It, it's been great. Um, you know, I, I, I've lost count on how many parades I did this, this summer. I, I think it's 11 or 12. The last ones were, were yesterday in Burnsville and Invergrove Heights. Um, also spent a lot of time at the uh, Dakota County Fair and getting out and meeting people at, at different events. And everybody has been extremely supportive uh, of, of my candidacy, which, which I greatly appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, when we hear about uh, county attorneys, obviously the ones that are getting the big headlines, you know, certainly Ramsey and Hennepin County, who have seen unconscionably high rates of violent or increased rates of violent crime, uh, First ring suburbs, like you know, we're here and here, uh, certainly not on the level of what we've seen in Minneapolis or St. Paul, but they're not immune to it and they're not unconcerned about it either, Kathy. So, what can you tell us about uh, what voters are conveying to you regarding these issues? You know, public safety is is on the top of every, I think, every voter's mind. Sure, and. What what I like to remind people is that we are not having the same experience right. in Dakota County as those other two counties have had. But those are places we like to visit. Of course. And and we don't go there because we're scared to. And so you, you have to be mindful of that. Um, 
but it's a lot of it is the you know perception versus the reality and the the reality in Dakota County is that this is still a very safe community mm-hmm. and the one thing the stat that I like to point to because it it got uh, so many headlines is carjacking. Everybody mm. was afraid of being carjacked. Right. And so, for example, in Hennepin County in 2021, they had approximately 450 carjackings. Mm. Wow. And in Dakota County, we didn't have any. Mm. And we That's good news. Yeah. And yeah. We, we haven't had any so far in 2022, knock on wood. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that in mind, I mean, we, you know, like say we, when these County attorneys are out front, you know, giving press conferences. Typically, it's not because it's a very flattering incident, whether it's a high-profile criminal issue, what have you. So aside from that, when you're talking to voters, what other issues are you are you conveying to them about what the responsibility of a county attorney has? Because like I said, some may only picture uh, talking about the law and order aspect, but which of course is obviously the important public safety aspect of it. But what else uh, does the what other kind of uh, uh, services does the office provide? Well, thank you for bringing that up because that is the most difficult thing about running for this position is that most people don't know what county attorneys do. Right. And, and we provide a, broad range of services. So we, as we've already talked about, we prosecute all felony offenses committed by adults in Dakota County. We prosecute all juvenile delinquency cases, which means any juveniles committing any level of offense in Dakota County, we prosecute. We do child protection cases. So if we have a child that uh, is in need of protection or services, we represent our social service agency in those cases. We do adult protection. So if we have vulnerable adults that need assistance, uh, we do civil commitments, um, which has really been on the rise um, during COVID and, and mm. still through this year. Um, we do all the election complaints. We're the, we're the first stop if anybody has an election complaint, right. which my responsibility is to initially um, look at it and determine whether it needs to be investigated, and I turn it over to a law enforcement agency to do that. And um, probably one of the more important jobs that we do is, they're all important, but of um, we um, provide all the civil legal advice to the County Board of Commissioners as well as all our county departments. And if the county is sued, uh, it's our office that is providing the representation in any civil litigation. And finally, the last thing I would point to is is child support enforcement So, and, and paternity establishment. So if we have um, a mother who is um, receiving public assistance and is not married to the father of the child, right. it's, it's our job to establish paternity and um, collect child support from the father. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, are these, uh, are these a lot of the extensive conversations that you have with, with potential voters? I mean, do a lot of these uh, particular issues come up, or do you find that uh, voters are more engaged in these issues? No, because they, they aren't aware of, of all those things. And it's your job to make them aware, Kathy. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, so that's been the big part of the campaign is is setting aside, um, you know, the, the public safety concerns. There's a lot more that we that we do as an office. So when, when you were uh, given this opportunity, you know, when you were appointed, 
uh, to replace the outgoing retiring Dakota County Attorney James Baxter. Very big name recognition, of course, uh, some big shoes to fill. Did you decide right then and there that you were going to run uh, for election for this office, or was, was the initial thought, okay, maybe I'll fill out the rest of the term and decide what I would do? I mean, what was your thought process when first appointed? No, I, I knew that that's the reason why I went for the appointment. Okay. Is, is that um, I, I wanted to continue the tradition of, I think, a, a really well-run office and um, – wanted wanted to be the elected county attorney. Now you were going through your background, a very thorough background just a few minutes ago. Was there any position that you'd been elected to before? Yeah, so okay. I, I actually filled out the in Lyon County uh, when That's I right. was there. I filled out a term and then I was elected as the Lyon County attorney. So the campaign stuff's not completely immune to you then? Well, <laughs> well that one was nice. I didn't have any competition. So I see. Okay. It wasn't much of a campaign. It was a Joe Lico sheriff for sheriff kind of campaign. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, so with this particular dynamic, obviously having to uh, put in a lot of work. You're talking about the the parades all are all part of it. Beautiful day like today. You know, you could be uh, out and about uh, meeting uh, voters and, and door knocking, what have you. Uh, what's been your big takeaway from this kind of experience? This has probably been something a little different than you've experienced before, I'd have to assume. Well, it's, you know, it's different insofar that Dakota County is a large county. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And trying to reach all the voters, um, you know, in person is is impossible. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so that's been difficult. And um you know, trying to, like I said, trying to educate people about the position and, and how best to do that has, I think, been the biggest struggle. So what about the support system you have? I mean, you know, family and friends and whatnot. I mean, you know, you're the face of the campaign, certainly, but as you could probably testify to, it certainly takes an army of volunteers uh, getting behind you and help propel you. So uh, what can you speak to that aspect it, of it? it? It does take, it does take a lot of people. And I've been fortunate in... Um, I, I have a wonderful husband. Who's, Good news! Yeah, who's, yeah. Who we we will be celebrating our thirty three thirty uh, third wedding anniversary this year, oh. and um, you know he's my biggest cheerleader and, and biggest supporter. And um, you know people that I work with have have been very supportive, and uh, law enforcement has been especially supportive in in my efforts. Once again, we are joined in studio by Kathy Keena. She running for election to Dakota County for Dakota a County Attorney. Again, it's a position that she was appointed to just over a year ago and now running for her first election in this county. We're going to take a break. Kathy, you're available to hang for just one more segment with us, short segment? I sure am. Fantastic. We'll be back with Kathy Keena in studio. If you'd like to uh, give us a call, 651-289-4488. If you have any questions or comments for Kathy, uh, leave a, uh, you can tweet us at uh, hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or leave a comment or question at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have our live stream up and running. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. 
Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Your home is the largest investment you'll make in a lifetime. But do you even know what it's really worth? Now, Ownerly.com gives you the information that real estate investors and professional agents don't want you to see. Knowing your home's worth helps you get the best value when selling and helps you manage it when not. Need a home valuation? Ownerly.com gives you three, while the other guys only offer one. It's time to take ownership of your home with Ownerly.com. That's O-W-N-E-R-L-Y.com. Ownerly.com. See what your home's worth. Paid for by Ownerly. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Some fall reminders from AMI. Turn off your outdoor spigot to avoid frozen water lines. A furnace tune-up will ensure you stay cozy all winter. Get priority scheduling and save with AMI's Total Solutions membership as low as $9.99 a month. An electrical safety checkup will ensure all smoke and carbon monoxide detectors are working. Air Mechanical leads the metro area in HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. Go to thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And don't forget our live stream is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page if you want to view the broadcast or leave a comment or question there as well. Feel free. Again, we are joined in studio by Kathy Keena. She running for Dakota County Attorney. Of course, Dakota County includes uh, many suburban cities that you've probably heard of, including right where the Patriot Bunker is located, Egan, also Apple Valley, Burnsville, Invergrove Heights, Lakeville, West St. Paul, South St. Paul, Mendota Heights, 
And uh, Kathy just informed me off air that Empire Township is going to become a city uh, as of February. So correct. Congratulations, I guess. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a very nice accomplishment. Uh, Kathy, before I before I forget, one if people want to find out more about you, uh, is there a website, social media feeds, wherever else that they could go? Yes, I am. Uh, my website is votekina.com. And I'm on um, Facebook as well as Twitter. And if you just uh, look, enter my name, Kathy Keena, K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-E-N-A, you ought to be able to get to them. Fantastic. So, yeah, just uh, look her up and uh, some of the high-profile uh, endorsements that she's had for her uh, campaign. Certainly, uh, you know, Dakota County, uh Nonpartisan race, Ed. So obviously, those who are throwing your weight behind your campaign will probably uh, carry some credibility with the voters. So yeah, votekina.com, was it? Votekina.com. Correct. K E E N A, votekina.com, if you want to find out more about uh, Kathy's campaign. Uh, one of the issues that we were talking a little bit, Kathy, off air, uh, that you wanted to get to, uh, particularly the uh, Veterans Treatment Court, that's something that is a very important issue that uh, you're out there talking about. Why don't you share a little bit with our listeners uh, what that entails? Yeah, thank you. So uh, our office participates in a number of different treatment courts, which are really intensive. Um, it's intensive programs for people who are uh, dealing with a substance abuse disorder, or in the case of veterans treatment court, it could be a mental health disorder and or a substance use disorder. And as you may be aware, the uh, state legislature passed a law last year that went into effect August 1st of 2021, which is a deferred prosecution statute for veterans. So if they are charged with a certain level of offense, they can qualify for a stay of adjudication if they meet certain, the certain criteria in the statute. Um, Prior to that, our office had been attempting to um, start a veterans treatment court focused on veterans, and we weren't having um, much luck in getting our our bench excited about it because they're they're very intensive. They they take a lot of resources. And and frankly, I wasn't sure we were going to have enough veterans that would qualify for the program. Um, So after I became, uh, after I, I was appointed as uh, the Dakota County Attorney last May. I initiated a partnership with the with Carver County, who had an operating veterans treatment court, and so um, we got approval from the state to do that joint veterans treatment court, and it became a- operational November first of twenty twenty one. And currently we have nine uh, Dakota County vets that are participating in that program. And if I could, I would love to put a shout out for mentors for that program. Um, You know, the mentors act as a guide, a role model, an advocate, um, and a support person for, for the participants. And these are, these are mentors are honorably discharged veterans and um, experience has shown that veterans respond more favorably towards a mentor who is also a veteran and has those shared experiences. And so if you're interested in acting in that capacity, you can contact the Dakota County Veterans Service Office at 651-554-5601. Or you can uh, go on the Dakota County website and check out uh, the information on the Jobs and Volunteering tab. 
Fantastic. Yeah, very, uh, very important issue, very important work that's being done. And so, yeah, that absolutely anybody that would want to look further into that, we appreciate that shout out. Uh, another issue that I think is uh, pervasive, you know, we talk about the public safety issue. and uh, But one of the issues that people might be surprised to hear about, and I, I know I certainly was, uh, you know, people certainly have heard of fentanyl and the crisis that has happened at the border and the number and what has been seized at the southern border. But it's something that hasn't escaped the state of Minnesota, this uh, fentanyl crisis, and Dakota County in particular, Kathy Keaton. What can you tell us about that? Well, as, as you mentioned, um, it, it is a huge issue. And, and in fact, I consider it a national public health crisis. Mm-hmm. And, and what we're talking about is illicit fentanyl. So this is fentanyl that is being made down in Mexico and um, shipped into the United States. And right now, illicit fentanyl is the number one cause of death between uh, adults between the ages of 18 and 45, according to the CDC. Oh, my gosh. And um, Dakota County is is not immune to that. Uh, In 2021, we uh, experienced 52 drug overdose deaths in Dakota County. 47 of those were as a result of fentanyl. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a huge issue. Um, so far this year, our Dakota County Drug Task Force, um, along with the DEA, has confiscated uh, approximately 100,000 fake fentanyl pills in Dakota County. And, and the other thing to remember is fentanyl is, not, is found in more than just pill form. It can be mixed with any other drug. So, you, 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 you know, we're finding it in methamphetamine, heroin, cocaine. Um, so nothing is is really safe. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, very scary statistics. I mean, the, the overdose number, you know, by itself uh, is pretty alarming. But then when you consider the fact that ninety five percent, if my math is correct, is attributed to that particular substance, yeah, uh, very serious issue. So, uh, a, a Dakota County Attorney Kathy Kena, how I mean, what kind of purview does your office have? Or I guess the better way to ask it is. What's the line of attack um, going up against something like this? Because you, the numbers you threw out just seem so incredibly yeah. overwhelming. It's an uphill battle, to say the least. Yeah, it's it's a multifaceted approach. Yeah. I mean, our, our number one goal is is prevention. You sure. Know, we want to try to get the message out there that, you know, old, same old message, don't, don't do drugs. Right. Um, and the other, the other tool is that we prosecute. We prosecute the people that are selling it and giving it. And, um, you know, we have charged we have charged a few cases where we, um, you know, we'll, we'll have a friend who purchased a fentanyl pill from a supplier, and then that friend gives the pill to a friend who ends up dying. Right. You know, so we, we've go up the ladder we've we charge the friend who bought the pill and we charge the suppliers who supplied the pill and and the um u.s attorney's office has been um you know really instrumental in charging these cases where we are confiscating you know thousands and thousands of pills that that those are being federally prosecuted where uh the 
punishment is is much more harsh than it would be in the state system. And the you know the other thing we're doing is uh, that we did do this spring is my office along in conjunction with the Dakota County Drug Task Force um, did a training on how to investigate these cases. Okay. And um, because they're not easy cases to prove. Right. And uh, we we were able to train 95 law enforcement, Dakota County law enforcement officers. And uh, so try to equip them um, with the tools and the knowledge to successfully prosecute these cases. Once again, we are joined in studio by uh, Kathy Keenan. She running uh, for election as a Dakota County attorney, a role which she uh, currently serves in, was appointed a uh, little over a year ago, now running in her first election for this uh, particular seat. Uh, Kathy, we only have about a uh, couple of minutes remaining. Uh, I guess any uh, any final thoughts? Any uh, And again, we already gave out your website, but any final thoughts, any final pitch I guess you'd like to make uh, to the voters uh, a little more than a couple months away till Election Day? You know, I, I would uh, just ask the voters to um, remember what an important job this is and how important it is to have a nonpartisan, somebody who actually is going to be a nonpartisan sure. in, in the office. And, you know, it, it's really important because um, the duty of the county attorney is to uphold the Constitution right. of both the United States and and the state Constitution. And we are ministers of justice, and we have to be able to enforce the law without fear or favor. And that's why it's a nonpartisan office. And so, um, you know, when, when you're researching who to vote for, um, take a look at what those duties are right. and who has the most experience in performing those duties. And, and really, I, I think that I am the best can- candidate for this position. Now, as you're talking to voters, do they ever try to coax uh, out of you your politics or glean your politics a little bit, even though it is a nonpartisan office? Yes, they, you know, they do. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I always tell them that, uh, you know, on certain issues, I'm open about what my personal beliefs are, but I always follow it up with, I have to set those personal beliefs aside. That's, that's not my job. I'm not there to legislate. Right. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. So again, uh, check out Kathy's website, votekina.com. That's K-E-E-N-A, votekina.com to find out more about her campaign. And again, money isn't everything, but it is important. So uh, if you'd like to make a contribution as well, again, at this uh, uh, two months until Election Day, certain that would be much appreciated. Uh, Kathy Kina, thank you so much for stopping by on this uh, beautiful fall day. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, best of luck in the campaign going forward. Thank you, Brad. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached. And, And there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can 
make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details in participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. For me, it was real simple. As a young lieutenant back in 1985, I was on a deployment with my unit to West Berlin. And we went through Checkpoint Charlie. When I came out on the other side to East Berlin, I was like, oh, hell no. I don't want to live like that. From executive producer Larry Elder. When people have the scales taken off their eyes, then they can see clearly. And director Justin Malone. Today, if you ask the average person, do you know what socialism is? Do you know what communism is? They do not know. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Our enemies are our children and our grandchildren because they believe in that deceptive lie. Uncle Tom Part 2, an American odyssey. Available on Salem Now. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488, that's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Facebook page as well. Yeah, it's still going. Sometimes it uh, kind of conks out on us, but it is still uh, moving ahead. So uh, we would appreciate you uh, tuning in uh, any old way that you'd like to. And, of course, uh, the Vikings don't play until uh, 325. So you get a full two hours of the Northern Alliance Radio Network in and then uh, football. What a what a glorious Sunday. Folks, we want to take a slight transition now and talk to our next guest Amber Athey is the Spectator's Washington editor and a senior fellow at the Steamboat Institute. I wanted to have Amber on because, well, fortuitous timing, she is uh, starting a new radio broadcast this evening, so we wanted to have her on to promote that. And I am curious to know how she was navigating her uh, waiting through cancel culture. Yeah, earlier this year during uh, President Biden's State of the Union address, uh, Amber Athey made a joke on Twitter about the outfit of Kamala Harris and uh, apparently a uh, 
minority women who are serving in a capacity like that are immune from jokes now, apparently. Uh, we'll talk to Amber a little bit about that and how she navigated those waters and what she's up to today. Uh, Amber Athey, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on with you. So I want to go back. I think the State of the Union was February, March time frame. We'll, we'll kind of go back and then move forward to how uh, you yourself have navigated these waters. Uh, apparently, you made a joke on Twitter, uh, which Twitter is kind of a garbage fire for the most part, but it can have some very entertaining aspects. And I'll admit to you, Amber Athey, it makes me a bad person, so be it. I laughed at your uh, particular joke. Uh Talk about that uh, tweet a little bit and how it resulted in you. I believe you had a morning radio job that you ended up having to be dismissed from. That's right. Well, I'm glad at least one person found it funny. Uh, but the joke was about Kamala's outfit that she was wearing during the State of the Union address. And for people who watched it, they probably remember she was wearing this rather drab brow number that had her blending into the chair behind her. And I made a wisecrack about how she looked like a UPS employee and then did a little play on the old UPS slogan, what can Brown do for you? And the answer in this case is nothing good, apparently, um, which was, of course, the comment about the outfit followed by the total incompetence of the Biden administration and Vice President Kamala Harris in particular. Uh, but a couple of days after this happened, I ended up sparking the ire of some pro-trans activists uh, on Twitter who believe that kids should be subject to gender mutilation or uh, genital mutilation if they uh, think that they're a different gender than the one that they're born as. So they started digging through my Twitter account to find things to cancel me for and settled on this Kamala joke and started sending emails to my employers. Most of them laughed, except for, unfortunately, the radio station that I was co-hosting a morning program on uh, out of D.C., and they fired me and said that they believed the tweet was racist and that they don't condone racism. Uh, so after about six months on the job, I was summarily fired and uh, found myself uh, luckily still with a full-time job with The Spectator. Sure. But uh, lost that, that part-time work that I, I really enjoyed and, uh, you know, loved working with my coworkers on that show. So. It was really unfortunate, and this was a purportedly conservative radio station, which is the most stunning part of all of it, because they, uh, you know, claim to espouse certain values or give a platform to people who espouse certain values, namely free speech and the ability to speak truth to people in power. And I think with firing me, they proved that that was all lip service, and they're just interested in making a profit off of conservative values but don't actually believe in them. Yeah, you know, and, and getting back to, to your tweet again, you know, uh, she looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? I mean, I'm old enough to remember, and it wasn't that long ago, these commercials, UPS, that's their slogan. That's been their slogan. It's not like that's a slogan from the 70s or 80s where kids you know, weren't even born when that came out. No, this is very recent. And to me, when I read your story about getting losing this radio job, my first thought was it says a lot more about the person who construes that as racist rather than the actual context of itself is that she looks like a UPS employee. I would think the context would have been easy to derive, but uh, apparently not so, Amber Athey. But as you indicated, uh, it seems like there was a lot more behind the scenes than this joke. It was taking umbrage with some of the issues you espouse and, and what cancel culture does is any way to uh, uh, get you canceled, I guess. Yeah, you raise a good point about people who would take the joke the wrong way, because the only way to assume that this is racist is if you think that all UPS employees are black. 
so that I think says a lot about the people who would read that joke and think, oh, she must have been talking about Kamala Harris's skin color. Um, but I, you know, you're right as well that this radio station was trying to take the easy way out um, instead of standing up for principles. They got a little bit of pushback from the so-called woke mob and decided to cave immediately thinking that I would go quietly into the night and no one would ever hear about this. But I decided to go public with what happened because I thought it was important for people to know that this station was betraying conservatives. I thought it was important for them to see that people with a public platform are not immune from cancel culture and uh, to hopefully show a little bit of courage in speaking up against it, um, regardless of, you know, what what backlash I might get um, for going public with what happened. But I found that the support was so much stronger than the people who initially tried to cancel me. And so I think the radio station learned a really valuable lesson in that uh, next time they'll think twice before they fire someone for um, some made-up controversy because they will realize that, oh, yeah, when we fired Amber, uh, we we got – 10 times or 100 times as many emails and phone calls angry that we fired her than we did from people who wanted us to fire her in the first place. Yeah, and I think the lesson, as, as we're finding, you know, I, I've, I've maintained for some time now that cancel culture, it's, 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 it's not sustainable. There's no way that it can continue at this pace, at this pace uh, continuing, if, if for no other reason, just the injustice of it all. But uh, at the same time, for however much longer it continues, the, the issue is is that people's lives and livelihoods could be ruined. But like you alluded to, you at least had a different uh, other endeavors, full time job and whatnot. So it's not like it was uh, you became destitute as a result. But I just wonder how much longer this is sustainable. And another lesson I think we've seen is that people who actually had the temerity to stand up for this and what, whatever you think about someone like a say, a Dave Chappelle or, you know, Governor Northam of Virginia when his uh, uh, racial incident came out, they just were steadfast and say, nope, not going anywhere. And then it just eventually all went away and died down. And sadly, uh, it seemed Cumulus Media didn't learn that lesson, Amber Athey. That's right. I think our culture has had a major shift in the past couple of years um, to the point where people are really sick of a small minority of individuals dictating who gets to make money or who gets to affiliate with a certain organization or who gets to, uh, you know, operate in society, basically. I mean, that's they really want to, to push people out of society altogether if yes. they uh, engage in wrong think. But people are sick of it. And if you stand up at this point, uh, there's a really high chance that you'll actually be rewarded because people will be quite... Uh, happy and willing to support those who are willing to speak up for themselves. And now I think a cancellation is only what you make of it. And if you just refuse to be canceled, if you refuse to view yourself as a victim, then there's a lot you can still accomplish, even if in the short term it's losing a job or losing a friend or what have you. Well, the good news is, and like you alluded to in this conversation, is you still had your livelihood through The Spectator, which was kind of your primary livelihood anyways. The radio was just a part-time endeavor. Uh, but the good news in all this, in the aftermath, like you mentioned, you got you got a lot of support and a lot of people uh, emailing the radio station, voicing their support for you. Uh, and after six months or so, uh, you're going to be back on the radio, Amber Athey, uh, starting this evening. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? 
Yes, I'm so excited. I have a new weekly show every Sunday night from 6 p.m. Eastern to 7 p.m. Eastern, which I believe is 5 to 6 Central Time. Correct. On WCBM, which is a Baltimore-based radio station, and it's called Unfit to Print. I'll be covering the week's biggest stories in media, culture, and politics, and I just want to give a huge shout-out to WCBM, who saw what happened to me and said, we want to give you a shot because we think what happened to you was so unjust. And uh, it's places like that that are willing to take on people who have been otherwise discarded from people who are are cowardly and don't stand up for principles that are going to be uh, the ultimate, I think, um, ender of cancel culture. Absolutely. Again, the uh, radio station uh, WCBM in Baltimore. And folks, if you want to check it out live, Amber writes a lot of great stuff. And so I imagine it'll uh, what you'll hear on the radio is just an extension of that. And any any uh, show called Unfit to Print, uh, that's got to be must-listen must radio, Amber. Abby. So uh, uh, w, uh, WCBM.com is the website. You could stream it live. And again, as Amber alluded to, it'll be 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. So, yeah, definitely uh, check that out, and I will uh, try to remember to do uh, do so as well and uh, continue to follow her fine work uh, at The Spectator. Spectatorworld.com is where you can find all of her fine work. Amber, we appreciate you joining us again. Congratulations on the new gig, and uh, thanks for being an example, standing firm uh, against uh, this unjust movement that is a uh, cancel culture. And on a personal note, Amber, uh, I do follow you on Twitter. Congratulations on the engagement. Boy, a lot of good stuff happening for you. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know, they say I think good things and bad things both happen in threes. So I think I'm due for one more good thing. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, try to uh, – yeah. Definitely try to uh, accept all the fount of blessings as as uh, humbly as you can, because uh, we know uh, what could happen. But in all seriousness, uh, congratulations on uh, all of the fantastic things that are happening for you. Best of luck with the uh, broadcast, and thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. If you'd like to give us a call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And follow us along at Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and uh, check out the live stream that we have of the broadcast. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. So your great room feels great, but your bedroom is a deep freeze. GTS can fix that. Hi, it's Tamara and Greg from GTS HVAC. If you're like a lot of homeowners, there's one room in your house that's always colder than the others. Let GTS HVAC take a look. Maybe you've got some duct balancing issues that keep the warm air from getting to that room. Or it could be as simple as moving the location of your thermostat. In extreme cases, you might have a furnace that just isn't the right size for your home. At GTS, we'll give you a straight answer and help you find the best solution. GTS HVAC is a woman-owned business and family-operated, and we'll take care of you like you're part of our family. 
which means we're not going to try to sell you something you don't need. Schedule your fall furnace tune-up with us now, and we'll give you a free coffee card. We work on commercial buildings and businesses, too. GTS HVAC, your Rheem Pro partner in the Twin Cities. Building systems that perform. We're GTSHVAC.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue. Don't resist. Don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to DaybreakInsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's DaybreakInsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's DaybreakInsider.com. Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Schedule a free consultation at KeeganLawOffice.com. That's K-E-E-G-A-N LawOffice.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So if you want to watch the uh, final eh, seven, eight minutes of the broadcast, feel free. You can also leave a comment or question there as well. Um, we are, of course, today being September 11th, it is the 21st anniversary of the 9-11-2001 terror attacks. And it's interesting. Somebody put it this way on Facebook. They said, you know, the, uh, the kids that were born uh, when the terrorist attacks happened, today they're now old enough to drink, which just blows me away how much time passes by, how quickly it passes by. I mean, my wife is a school teacher, and I remember being blown away when she said, you know, this year is the first batch of students I have that were not born when the 9-11 terror attacks took place. And that was back in, like, I don't know, 2012, 2013, and now we're in 2020, uh, 2022. But I, I, I just wonder, you know, I think about that day a lot, not just on the anniversary, but, you know, I, I remember it was a beautiful fall day like today in Minnesota. I was driving to work Tuesday morning, you know, got to work. Uh, the uh, the gal who sat at the front desk, you know, she greeted me with, uh, hey, did you hear a plane hit the World Trade Center? 
And now the there's a big tall building in downtown St. Paul. I think it's the Wells Fargo building now, but back then it was called the St. Paul World Trade Center. And I thought she was talking about that one. I said, the one in St. Paul? She said, no, 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 the, the, the Twin Towers, one of the two Twin Towers in New York. I'm like, oh, no, I, I didn't hear about that. And just about a week or so earlier, someone was flying a man-made prop plane, and it got caught on the Statue of Liberty, like on the Statue of Liberty's torch or whatever, and so I thought it was something like that. It was just, oh, it was just an accident. Well, a couple of coworkers happened to be downstairs in the cafe in the office building where I worked at the time. And they were actually watching the news because, of course, the news cut in on it. And, of course, while the news was covering it live, you saw the other tower get hit. And it was then people surmised it was a deliberate act. And then you hear of a Pentagon, the Pentagon getting hit by a plane, and then you heard another report of Flight 93 that was flying out west and that crashed in an abandoned field in rural Pennsylvania. And then uh, when you could get on the Internet, when President Bush finally gave a statement, he had indicated this country's under a terrorist attack. And I guess I didn't want to believe it because that's the kind of stuff you read in a Tom Clancy novel. But it was very apparent, and how just zombie-like everybody was for the rest of the day. I mean, everybody had their radios on to the live feed of the news, just talking about it all day long. And I remember that, how people just came together and were comforting each other. And the young lady who I, who I, um, uh, amen- who I mentioned uh, that was at the front desk, her fiancé at the time was a police officer, and she was hearing stories about first responders, specifically police officers and firefighters, running into the Twin Towers and were in the Twin Towers when they collapsed. And, of course, they ultimately perished. And, you know, she was kind of up there by herself at the front desk, and she came back to where a lot of us were sitting, you know, our our respective offices and cubicles, and just started breaking down. And all the coworkers gathered around her and just say, hey, let's just order... Let's just order in for lunch today. No one go anywhere. Let's just order in lunch today and just sit around and just talk about whatever. You know? And and I remember that day about how all of us coworkers, we really didn't know each other that well outside of work. Um, but we just kind of gathered together in the break room. And I think I don't remember what they ordered in. I think we may have ordered in Chinese food, if I remember right. Doesn't really matter. But the point is we were together. And just talking about what happened. And some didn't want to talk about it at all. So some deftly switched the subject to something else. And, you know, just trying anything to deflect it. And I, and I bring all that up to wonder, in today's environment, how politically divisive we are and how politically charged we are, if we would even bother to wait for the facts of the case to come out. But instead, would we just jump to our own conclusions about what happened? You know, or would we blame a politician? You know, if so-and-so, you know, whomever's in office, if they would have done a better job, I don't know, regulating the airline industry or whatnot or doing this or that, you know, something like this would have never happened. Or had we done a better job here or there, you know. you know. And I mentioned spree killings earlier. You know, whenever there's a mass shooting, immediately— 
you get anti-gun people wanting to use it as a political cudgel and it's like, this is why we need to get rid of guns. This is why we need common sense gun safety. But yet no one can no one could say specifically what that is. And then inevitably within a few days, every single narrative that they forwarded proved to be wrong. But yet they never are held to account. They're never asked to give a retraction or a am sorry, my bad. I got a little overheated in the heat of the moment, which you could almost excuse and forgive saying, hey, I get it. Young children were killed. You have young children. Of course, you're going to be fly off the handle a little bit. That's almost forgivable. But yet everybody wants to stay entrenched in a worldview, in a political position. And so I'm wondering if a situation like 9-11 happened today, and I pray to God it doesn't, because I don't ever want I, I, I don't ever want to live through that again. And I know many people who were deeply affected, far more deeply affected by that incident than I was, who lost loved ones in 9-11, certainly don't want to live through that again. But if, if, if we, God forbid, did, how would we handle it? Would we rally around each other like we did back in 2001? The Senate voted unequivocally 100 to nothing to go after the perpetrators of this act once it was ascertained who was responsible. And in this politically divisive time, could any, any body, mem- body of Congress, whether it's the House or Senate, do, be in solidarity like that again? I have my doubts. I have my doubts. But again, uh, our extended uh, thoughts and prayers to those who were deeply affected by 9-11, particularly those who lost loved ones on that day and those who lost loved ones fighting in the subsequent global war on terror. We hope you are comforted uh, today. So, Godspeed, my friends. Have yourself a blessed rest of the week. I'll talk to you next week. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back not available in gas in New Jersey Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. 
The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached. And, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. You know, that's the song of the Cardinal, and Cardinal happens to be my last name. Hi, it's Bob Cardinal with Calhoun Companies. If you're considering buying or selling a business, I'll walk with you. From defining an exit strategy to succession planning for peace of mind and to ensure the process goes smoothly, put my three decades of business buying and selling experience to work. Call 952-564-3806. am Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.